Welcome into our High School Coaches Show, presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. This is your chance to hear from all the McPherson High School and area coaches throughout the school year. The Coaches Show on 96.7 FM KBBE is brought to you by FEMCO, McPherson Concrete, Complete Automotive in McPherson, DFS Moto in Canton, Alliance Agency Incorporated, Kane's Body Shop, Lindsborg Quarterback Club, Next Tech Wireless, Jar Performance Automotive, and Farmer's State Bank. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Welcome into our High School Coaches Show this morning, presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. It's been a busy, busy week of high school basketball, not quite as busy as it was the last couple of weeks with midseason tournaments, but we are back in a full swing here on a normal Saturday morning after a normal week of games. I'm Jim Joyner, and joining me is, I think, with a mouthful of biscuit from 56 Family Restaurant, Steve Sell. I'm ready to go. All right, I'm glad you could talk. I wasn't sure you'd be able to say anything. Well, about Coach Kinnaman's here, though. He could always just fill in for me. Well, that's right. As Steve, we had a busy night of basketball inside the roundhouse. McPherson hosted Andale, and the McPherson girls won 51-37, and the boys lost 51-41. And we start off this morning with Coach Kinnaman on the boys' side. We talked about it after last night. Your game plan in the first half, it felt like you were able to be a little methodical with it. There were times where you had a possession that I think two times in that first quarter, the possessions went about a minute, minute 15 at times, trying to dissect this Andale defense. And in that first half, I thought you guys did a really good job of getting some easier looks. Second half, those looks just didn't go down, and Andale was able to make some really tough shots down the stretch too. Well, exactly right, and and the uh, kids did a good job of sharing the ball and and moved it side to side and tried to make that zone shift and, and until we were able to get an open shot and and we did a good job of penetrating the zone the first half also and then <coughs> excuse me second half you know we just we had a hard time getting the ball in the basket we you know uh, balled getting knocked away or. You know, it just seemed like a lot of strange things happened, a lot of weird bounces last night, and then they they made some really really hard shots. When you, I think back to to Hunter had twenty five, and I think maybe only a couple of his baskets weren't real hard contests. So, uh, give them credit, and and we just uh, just picked a bad time to not shoot it very well. And Easton Hunter only had two of those 25 points at the free throw line too. And Steve and I were saying it down the stretch and said, okay, well they're up by four, six, or whatever it was with two minutes to go, two and a half minutes to go, okay, well, they're not going to go in and shoot. And they drive in and take what I would consider to be a contested shot where you play it out well defensively and they just found a way to make it. So Andale, really tough team, though, very physical. And I know that Coach Buchanan had a good game plan. And every time you've played them the last couple of years, it's been down to the wire. But I think you got to give credit to them, too, that they're a good basketball well, team. Sure. Yeah, I, without question. They're, uh, Jeff does a great job with them. Uh, they don't have anybody who uh, shoots the ball that that uh, isn't where they're supposed to be, or uh, you know they they are the best screening team we've faced, best screening team by far, um, or I guess I should say set the most screens. Uh, it seems to me sometimes, you know, Nillis is so wide when he goes down there. And then when you let him move just a little, two or three inches to his right or his left, he's a really good screener. So, uh, they do a great job screening. Well, now you head into the final stretch. You play the five league teams. You went five and oh, the first time 
Probably the two best teams, though, in the league besides you guys, who you're leading the league, are road games, Bueller and Augusta. But uh, how do you look at these last five games? They're must-win games. Uh, you look at the standings right now, and we're eight, which would let us match up with Carroll or Andover. Uh, you know, I, if we win out, if we could win out, uh, possibility of moving up to all the way up to sixth or something like that, and that that would probably be a an easier road. And uh, in, in the end, you're going to have to beat everybody sometime. Uh, but uh, we've put in our we've put ourselves behind the eight ball now with you know two two losses to to good teams, and I don't feel like we played bad. No, um, we just we shot poorly uh, last night. Uh, so. Uh, these these kids have a lot of want to and a lot of fight, and, and they still have some goals, and, and uh, we'll just have to keep working to reach those. Well, the two games you have this week, both of them are at home, and at this point last year, this was your three games on the road in a row stretch where I think Steve was not very happy with the schedule makers. But you get two games at home this week. You take on El Dorado on Tuesday night, a team that – you beat fairly easily in the month of January. Then you play a Winfield team who you played a long time ago, it feels like, at the very end of December. So two games at home and, and two chances to make the roundhouse feel a little warm. Well, <clears throat> it's always good to feel feel the warmth of the roundhouse. And, and I thought last night's crowd was really good. Yeah. Really good crowd for Think Pink Night, and we're glad we could be a part of that. But um, it's always special to play at home. and. You know, I've been telling these seniors as we go along, you know, we're down to nine, we're down to eight, we're down. And now I think the, the stark reality of, you know, you have five games left guaranteed or six, I guess. Um, that's starting to hit home and, and there needs to be a sense of urgency, not just with the seniors, but with everybody. Uh, this this year seems like it's just flown by. Yeah, I agree with you. Well, Coach Kinneman, did you get some sausage? Did you get some bacon? Well... I left a plate in there, and I see Coach Trimmel eyeing it, so I better head out. I'm not sure that it's going to be there when you get back. It may not be. So you better go sprint and, and yell at the father of dog ball. He, <laughs> he doesn't let any bacon sit there. Well, you know, sometime you need to have me on the show, and I can just tell Roger Trimmel stories, and, and I guarantee it will be entertaining because he is one of the great characters uh, ever to walk the face of the earth. I, I think that's a good idea. Well, thanks, Coach. All right, thank you. Well, Steve, it was a fun night last night, and like he just mentioned, it was a fun crowd inside the roundhouse. It felt like we had a ton of people inside the building, and really Dale did. brought a lot of people, and it was just really a feel-good night of basketball. Well, it just felt like an old McPherson uh, atmosphere inside the roundhouse, and like you said, Andale brought a great crowd. I mean, they really did. Where we're seated now, we, they've moved us this year. For those that don't know, we're on the opposite side. So we get to hear all the complaining from the road teams about the officiating. So Andale had a lot of people there because we could hear a lot of comments. Well, Steve, we are now joined by <clears throat> girls coach Chris Strathman, fresh off of their Think Pink night win over Andale last night, 51-37. We talked about it on the air, raising around $3,400 last night with all of the free throw contests and everything, all of your other fundraisers for the year. So up to 3400 and surpassing $50,000 in the 13 years of the event. And not only did you have a great night in terms of the fundraising for Think Pink Night, but also it's always a good night when you win as well. And against an Andale team that I kind of think is sneaky, very good. And they're missing some pieces too. And they're a little bit young and 
man, Andale could be a very scary team here in the next couple of years. They they should be. And they're you still know, scary now. They are, yeah. Uh, the the older Fairchild girl was not, not playing, so she's out with an injury. But, uh, and of course, we're still missing Emma Mom, too. So I know we're missing a really good player as well. Uh, but I thought Andale played played us real well last night. You know, they uh, we got off to a 22-8 lead. I was watching film last night, and I was like, well, that's – that was a good start for us, but that's exactly what the margin ended up being at the end of the game was 14. Uh, so, you know, the last two and a half quarters, it was a dead heat, and they played us totally even after that. But your defense was pretty good from start to finish, and you never really allowed Andale that that run, that big run to get him like within five or four or anything like that. You kept the uh, margin pretty comfortable, but a real different kind of game plan kind of last night they were really running you off the three-point line so in in turn you guys pounded inside you only took 10 threes where a lot of games you're 25 or 30 attempts from three but just 10 last night but you did a good job of pounding it inside uh we did we got the ball inside real well um got a lot of touches and cassie had a lot of field goal attempts and um it was good to get the ball inside and we had some good drive opportunities as well like you said, they weren't letting us have really catch-and-shoot threes at all, which is <clears throat> which is smart on their part. For us to only have 10 threes out of our 51 attempts or whatever, uh, that is unusual because usually that's going to be 20 to 24, uh, something like that as far as a, a true average as far as our field goal attempts. Well, last Saturday we talked about with Shawnee Mission Northwest, their strategy was kind of the same. It really defend the three-point line, force you to take the ball to the basket, and now that you've seen a couple of teams do that to you, it makes you start to think, okay, what could happen in March whenever you play a team that is good enough defensively to do that to you? How do you strategize that for the month of March at a state tournament or a sub-state final and trying to find ways to score other than shooting threes and other than just throwing it inside for, for an easy score? How do you go about that approach a little differently and from the coach's perspective at, at thinking ahead like that? Well, you want to try to get, you know, some, some people on the same side of the floor to where they can't. You know, they got to make a choice. Are you going to help off the three-point shooter or are you not? Um, do those types of things. And if they don't help off, then we got to be um, better at finishing plays around the basket. <clears throat> so we had, like I said, we had opportunities last night. We had a lot of in and out uh, on the finishes. And whether that was layups on drives or whether that was post uh, post moves and things like that. So... We just have to keep working. Finishing with contact, we've been working on that in practice too. Um, shooting over taller people, so getting the noodles out and trying to shoot over length, uh, those kinds of things. So we'll, we'll keep working on it. Well, coming up this week, one of my favorite weeks, two home games. Yeah, I like, there I, you go. I, it feels like we've been on the road all year. I don't know about you, but it seems like we play a lot of road games. But I think this week is more about the mental preparation than the physical preparation you play. El Dorado on Tuesday, Winfield on Friday, two teams you handled quite easily the first time. How do you approach it from a mental standpoint? Because the girls are human. They know they didn't have much trouble the first time, and now yeah. they're at home where they should even have a more of an advantage. Well, you know, one thing we'll talk about with El Dorado is, number one, they, they played handheld overtime. Wow. Um, yeah, okay. Number two is they, they just played May South really well at, at their tournament a, a couple weeks ago. And so I know that their winning record is is or their overall record is not good, and we beat them by 30 at their place and shot the ball terribly. Our kids will remember that, but but I remember how well El Dorado played as far as their effort and their game plan, 
and stuff like that. They just couldn't score very well. Um, but they played a great game against us, I thought. And so, two of your favorite coaches, Jordan Crawford of yeah. El Dorado and Jason Vinjohn of Winfield. Yeah, both of them do a good job with the talent that they have. And I uh, always have their kids prepared, and they always play hard. So I have respect for those two. Well, and the other thing, too, that we continue to keep our eye on is the top of those 5A sub-state standings where you know at this point where you are at right now, if you win out and get to 19-1, and one, you will be the number one seed in sub-state, which is the goal. It gives you a chance to be at home twice and gives you the best opportunity to go to state. And I think that that's your goal right now is try to be 19-1 and one here in, what, two and a half weeks. Yeah, that, that's your goal. And, and I think that Andover Central right there, they've got a couple more tough games. May South actually lost last night yep. to Mays by 20, so they dropped another spot down. Salina Central's hanging around. You've got Bishop Carroll hanging around there. You've got Mays there. And those first five spots or so, they're all still up for grabs. Uh, they they really are. You know, Andover Central, of course, we have the tie break with them with head-to-head. Uh, Mays South, you know, they were actually down, I think, 24-6 to at halftime last night wow. to Mays. So they had a really hard time scoring, apparently. And I know it ended up like 53-33 or something yep. like that. So, um, so they've lost you know, two now, but they have to play Andover Central again. Uh, they've started to play Goddard again. So we'll see what happens there. I know Salina Central's lost two, but they've got Mays and Derby again. So you know, there's some opportunities for those teams to, to slip up yet again, and we'll see what happens with that. Well, Coach Strathman, congrats on the win last night and continue with some nice breakfast out there. All right. Thank you. We will take our first break this morning here on our High School Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. We continue on this morning's High School Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. We just heard from McPherson boys coach Kurt Kinneman as well as girls coach Chris Strathman after the Bullpup split at home last night against the Andale Indians. And We'll now turn things over to the Heston Swathers, starting off with girls coach Matt Richardson. The girls are 11-5. and They picked up a nice win over the Hillsborough Trojans last night, 37-34. They lost on the road at Haven against a very good Haven team on Tuesday night, 34-28. So, Coach Richardson, as you look back at last night's game against Hillsborough, nice win for your team, and it sounds like you played really well defensively to hold Haven to 34. Well, <clears throat> I thought Tuesday night our kids – just dug in and they did what we were asking them to do. We held Paramore to a dozen points and three or four of those were in the last 30 seconds when they've got to knock down a free throw. We just did a nice job overall controlling the boards and keeping their kids in front of us. And, and Haven's been hot, so winning their tournament and we had the lead till about three and a half minutes left. I really just wanted, we just couldn't hit a shot. I think we were uh, three of 22 or five of 22 from the three-point line when you look at your games this year I you know I, I go through and all your games are very similar a lot of uh games in the 30s about a four or five point margin either way but uh, uh definitely uh your defense all year long has been very good we've got some outstanding coaches in our league and I, I don't know that our league gets enough credit for the kind of defense that we play because we we constantly are sending teams outside of league play and we we're pretty successful with but uh, when you get inside our league, our coaches are going to break down and, and know what you're doing. Our, you know, opposing coaches are calling out exactly what the, the other coach is going to run right then, and the kids react. And that's a low-scoring, tough defensive battle where you control the boards and anybody that's going to hit free throws down the stretch is going to win. The most important question of the day, Steve, and it feels like of the week is, is your team getting over sickness? Are you currently sick, or are you past the sickness? <laughs> I think we're right in the middle. I think we've had a couple have been down. We, had, we were missing one on Tuesday. Um, 
one little sick last night. So we're just in the middle. And it's always something that's a little bit scary for you right now because just you wonder, are we? Is everybody going to be here this week? Are we going to be healthy? What's coming up for the Swathers this week? Well, we're uh, off on Tuesday, and we travel to Lions on Friday. Well, most concerning thing is we don't have school on Friday. <laughs> well, the weird thing about Heston's schedule for the final four games or for the final two and a half weeks is you are not one of the schools that has to jam in like nine games in three weeks. You're one of the few schools that you are well-prepared, you are organized, and you have this scheduled out to where you don't have to cram. You have done all of your studying ahead of the big final exam, and so you don't have to cram all these last-second games. And I think the Little River boys play like nine games in the month of February <laughs> where you guys only are going to end up playing like five or six and just four over here the next couple of weeks, which has to be a little bit nice getting ready for what you hope is a long couple of weeks in March. You know, getting everybody healthy is going to be a big thing. Um, having that uh, game during the week off is a big advantage. Uh, and then we, we have one date off. And so we were able to have our makeup date almost had two tournament weeks where we had Tuesday, Friday, Saturday, and then Tuesday, Friday, Saturday. And that, that gives us that breather right here, which I think we really need. Well, when you look at the sub-state standings, you're in the Halstead sub-state, and currently sitting at number three, you've got Haven at number one. They've been very good all year. Halstead has been very good all year. Easy. I don't know anything about Council Grove, but I did see that Southeast of Saline had a big win last night. Did they beat Nickerson? No, uh, Southeast was It was a big Chapman. win. I just don't – it was – Chapman, Chapman, yes, it was Chapman. So they've had a couple of good wins. Lions is hanging in right there that you get to see this week. They're eight and seven. It's a tough substate. You know, it's just one of those things where you see a lot of our league schools, and then you throw in two solid outside programs who've got a good tradition. Um, it's a little bit scary and concerning. You can't take anything for granted when it comes to late in the season. Well, Matthew, gear up for the home stretch. It's going to be fun. Your substate. I mean, good grief, the top three. I take Well, just the star power in yeah, that one. The, the Every top, team has an elite player the in that one. top three teams in your sub-state could probably be the best three of any sub-state in 3A. It's fun. And this, when you have that kind of uh, talent throughout the league, you throw in Nickerson in that group of four, and they've got some outstanding talent as well. It's just it's a really – fun to watch these kids come out and play we were joking around about some of the andale kids last night that were here and we're like well they're on the milk and, and steak <laughs> diet i think the nickerson kids just <laughs> hang upside down and so they just keep growing and growing and growing and every girl is like six foot one with long <laughs> arms we saw them in volleyball and they are a tough out as well they are we have them left uh, the week after next you got two six two girls and you got coach mclean's daughter is the point you got two of jason Anches's girls playing and just a solid, solid group of kids. Well, Coach Richardson, best of luck this week. Enjoy your Tuesday off. Thank you very much. I think Steve would like a Tuesday off as well. But we, I'd like we a won't Friday off, him. a Tuesday off, a Saturday off, a Monday off. No, we can't have you do any of that <laughs> as we wait for boys coach Greg Raleigh, whose team has continued to move up and up and up in the 3A rankings. They are up to number four in Class 3A this week, or Number three, three. as Wichita yeah. Collegiate was number four, who we saw earlier this week. They're 15-1 and one on the season, and they have had a really terrific run and maybe picked up one of their best wins of the season earlier this week, going on the road to Haven, a team that has been very, very tough and all that season was coming long. Off, and that was coming off a win over Bueller. So That's right. They what beat, a stretch of back-to-back -back games. Beat Bueller on the road last Friday night. You turn around and beat Haven, who has been one of the best teams in all of Class 3A, and I'd have to say, and then you throw in the Hillsboro win last night, I'd have to say, pretty good week, Coach Raleigh. 
<laughs> yeah, excuse me, sorry. Yeah, you're, we've had you're vomiting week. at the at the thought <laughs> of the week. No, our schedule has been uh, nasty. If we, if we don't have the toughest three A schedule in the state, I don't know, and I probably shouldn't say that, but now we get to go around and nobody knows it, but Lions is in first place in our league, so they're the only undefeated team in the league left. So that's where we go Friday. Big win on Tuesday to go on the road to beat Haven. It was number two against number three. Describe that game just a little bit. What was the difference in the outcome? Um, it was a battle, very physical, which you know you never know how the game's going to get called anymore. But uh, um, we did a really good job on their big kid. Um, he's a very good player. Ben Bollinger, you know, you always talk about being on guard of one through five or whatever, but he truly, I mean, can do that. We, you know, we move him all over and put him on – different kids whether it's a post player but uh, or a guard and uh, I thought he did a really good job defensively against Haven um, you know they're one three one we didn't necessarily attack it real well and um, somehow we managed to win so that's uh, that's a good thing and then they turned around and drilled Hoisington so yeah probably just made him mad I don't know yeah but then you, you know you beat Hillsborough Hillsborough's always competitive you know oh, they're yeah. always well coached they always have shooters it seems like yeah. uh three-point shooters but you did a pretty good job it sounds like defensively on them um after the first after the first quarter 10 minutes yeah <laughs> yeah I think they had 20 24 in the first 10 minutes and not a ton after that they got in some foul trouble but uh, they're really young they're they're young like we are so well, we were talking with Coach Richardson about your sub-state and, and the top teams that are going there, and I think that for some reason the people at Keisha are just continuing to put you in really, really loaded sub-states. When you look at the boys' side, you guys are 14-1 and and are barely ahead in the head-to-head for first place in the sub-state over Haven, who's also 14-1. and Lions, like you mentioned, they're 13-2. and you throw in Larned, who played against Smoky Valley last night. We'll hear from that here in a little bit. They're eleven and three. Southeast of Saline is ten and four. That again, you have found maybe the most loaded three A substate for the second consecutive year. Yeah, there's the top five teams. I, I did a yeah. Southeast lose last night, or they have four losses. They have four losses, okay. so they must so, have lost last night to Chapman. Nah, they beat Chapman. I think. Never well, mind. Anyway, them. So I mean, those top five. I mean, you're gonna have a five seed that's gonna be. 16 and 4 or 15 and 5 having to go on the road. So wow. Last year we had and and uh, Council Grove will have a winning record too. I mean they'll they're only going to have five or six losses. So same thing as last year. I think a six seed last year was 13 and 7. So how welcomed is having Tuesday off? Do do you think you, um, it's, comes at a good time or would you just like to keep going cuz you're in such a good rhythm? I would rather backload our schedule a little bit more than what it is, but it's probably not a bad thing. Uh you know, we can have a little fun this week and get some of the kids. I know a bunch of my kids are going to, down to an Oklahoma City Thunder game with a church group on Sunday. And, you know, it's nice to get away from it just a little bit. So we'll probably – I can't tell them what we're doing on Tuesday, but we probably will <laughs> Laser tag. do something. Oh, my gosh. You put it out there. I'll tell you what. Uh, These young guys know We got snowed out. You do know that Wichita's Laser Tag Arena is closing. No, I didn't Very know sad. that. Yeah, yeah. 
I think next laser week. tag would be fun. That's what we do every year. So. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. I had yeah, no idea. Well, an old guy you like an old guy, an old guy like me doesn't even know what laser tag is. So oh, well, anyway, it gets a little physical in there. So. Okay. Well, you Greg, have, best you have to use your weapon to push them off. Sometimes I, I've known to have a little contact in there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not surprised. My season is getting to go beat up on them. Well, good luck on Friday <laughs> against Lions and uh, get right. a W. And we'll talk to you next Saturday and go All out right, and thanks, go guys. out and yep. Get the food away from Coach Trimble. All right. Whoever's ready, just tell them All who's right, ever up. We'll take another break here on our High School Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. We continue on this morning's High School Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. And we're now going to hear from a couple of coaches that have been doing a lot of game prep and not a whole lot of practice over the last week. They have played five games in the last eight days, the Smoky Valley Vikings, including the always fun destination vacation in February to Larned last night where the Vikings split. The girls won 45-27, boys lost 69-53, and we start with girls coach Larry Vanderwig. First off, the most important question of the week, are you ahead of the sickness in terms of it hasn't happened to your team yet? Are you in the middle of it, or are you out of the sickness? Well, um, hopefully we're we're improving. Uh, we were lucky where we, we had a couple girls go down, uh, Mesa Carlson on a varsity and, and Gracie Wampler on a JV. But they came back and were able to play last night. So hopefully we're turning in the right direction. But it who, sounds like you are. Who knows, man? It's There's a lot of it out there. Well, last night was a real emotional confidence booster for you guys. I know earlier in the week you told me we're having trouble putting the ball in the basket, and then you go – you make a long trip on Thursday, have to turn around and make a long trip on Friday, but uh, it looked like you really responded on Friday. Uh, you were locked in defensively the whole game, but you got some shots to go in, and Ellie Brumbaugh especially has been on a real nice roll for you. She has. Uh, she's she's played pretty well since the Sterling Invitational. This week she averaged 14 points for us, and, and uh, we, we've got to get some help for scoring. I mean, it's, uh, and last night there was – um, no one in particular with a lot of points to, to meet her, but as a team collectively, it took a lot of pressure off because she didn't shoot as well last night, but still had, uh, I think, 14, yeah, 14 points last night. Um, you know, we're, we're a little off it's in our execution. You know, we, we uh, late uh, on Thursday night at uh, Hoisington, you know, we didn't, Fully execute a couple things late, uh, some set plays where we were trying to get buckets. Last night, we turned around and, and worked on them again and did execute them. Yeah. Uh, there may be one or two times we didn't score, but we at least executed the you know what we needed to do on it as far as setting the right screen, making the right cut. So those are things last night we were able to work on again against, against an opponent versus in practice. It's hard in practice when they kind of know the play too and – so again, that's a, I think that's a progression in the right direction for us, and, and now we got to put it in a hole in the back end of it. For the Smoky Valley teams, I'll just give you a rundown of what they've had to do in the last eight days. So they played at the Sterling tournament last or two weeks ago. Three games last Friday. They played Clay Center. Then on Saturday, after waking up and coming here to the coaches' show, <laughs> they went over to Hutchinson and played Trinity Catholic. Then on Tuesday, played Hillsboro. On Thursday, went to Hoisington, and then last night, the trip to Larned. What kind of damage, well, I don't want to use the word damage, but what kind of pressure does that put on your team 
just in terms of playing that many games and that many days and practice time, do you kind of like the NBA travel circuit where you just play and don't have to worry about the practice? No, not at all. You would ra- <laughs> you would rather spend more time well, practicing. Well, the hard part is it, it is hard. You know, when you get when you have things that you need when. You know, since we are struggling on a few executing, you know, ex- the execution of a few set plays or, or different things, you don't have much time to sit and, and work on it and, and, and polish it up. And, uh, and so that's the down part about it. And, and at the same time, you're getting, we're getting tired. I mean, we're, you know, to our credit of our girls, we're predominantly play man to man and, and we're starting to lose our legs a little bit. So we, we played a little more zone last night just to, to give them half a chance. And the other piece about, our girls are competing. Uh, you know, Clay Center. We were, we were right there at the end of the third quarter. Clay Center hits a 23 footer with a hand in the face to go up six going into the fourth quarter. Otherwise, we were right there with them. Uh, you know, uh, Trinity. We we got down by 15 in the first half, but we got it back within six in the fourth quarter, and, and just again didn't quite execute or get the hit the shots we needed to close the the gap there uh hillsborough same thing late uh we had some fouls and and an inopportune turnover and then had but had a shot and it ended up falling short to lose by three and, and so that that's what was really starting to wear and hoisington we lost by I one won. yeah again battled back in the fourth quarter to to get it within one and had a shot and and a girl blocked the shot um from the side, and and you know we thought it was a foul, but you know whatever, they're not going to call that in the last four yeah. seconds. So, so but, that was as much of a toll as just golly, we're close and just yeah. not quite getting over the hump. What do you got this week? We have Lions at home, or excuse me, on the road at Lions, and then Pratt on Friday, both on the road. So my again, gosh, teams, you guys been on the road a ton. Teams we can compete with, I think. Uh, I haven't seen them on film. They have better records than we do, but I think teams we can compete with. Uh, then we we finish, you know, Halstead, Haven, and Nickerson. Wow, as the last three. Yeah. So we got a tough stretch coming, but we'll keep battling. Well, best of luck this week. Um, try to try to get some rest when you can. Yeah. It's been quite a stretch of of road games for you at Sterling. That was three games, and then of course those back to back trips you just came off of. That that does really take these yeah, I remember these are sixteen, seventeen, eighteen yeah. year old kids. But so. then at the same time you have to say, Oh, they've got the energy. Yeah. They're fine. Youthful yeah. exuberance. You know, when you see girls doing homework on the bus coming home on a Friday night, mm. you know, you you know they've got busy schedules that they're trying to keep up and in, in, in everything, not just basketball and to their credit, they're good kids, though. They work hard. Well, we can tell those Smoky Valley math teachers to go ahead and give them a, at least a B <laughs> while, right. while they're on the road and coming back from Larnan. That's, That's a tough right. trip. Yep. Well, Coach Vanderwig, best of luck this week. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Larry. Yeah, for the Smoky Valley girls, we've talked a little bit about that Halstead substate in Class 3A. The Heston girls are 10-5, and five and the Smoky Valley girls are 4-9, Steve. And at this rate, if they won out in the final five games, they probably don't have a chance to be the number four because Council Grove is already at, at nine wins. But if they do win out, they would have a chance to be potentially in the five and avoid having to play one of those big three schools in Heston, Halstead, and Haven because each of them have some terrific girls players. But we go back to the boys' side here with Coach Doug Schneider, and we've been talking about the sub-states and how loaded they are, and we just got done talking with Coach Raleigh about Again, another very tough 3A substate. But for you guys, a loss last night on the road at Larned, 69-53. I, I joked with you earlier this morning and said nothing better than a road trip to Larned in the month of February. <laughs> and what time did you guys get back last night? Uh, we were back about 11.45. 
Oh, that's not too bad. Well, I said to Jim, I said, you know, are the Smoky guys going to show today? Because they went to Hoisington on uh, uh, Thursday to Lard on Friday. I know if it were me, I would want to sleep in. But here they are. They are warriors. I said I think they really like you, Steve. (laughs) Oh, I I don't. It's clearly both of you. It's clearly (laughs) both. Well, and the breakfast as well. Well, it's been a tough stretch for your guys as you've lost four in a row since we've seen you. And what's been the biggest key? A lot of these games have been close down the stretch. What's been the biggest key in these last four games? You know, it all goes back to the little things. It's It's been one of those weeks that you honestly couldn't write up if you tried. I mean, we we start the week at – well, I mean, we played Saturday at, at Hutch Trinity, and I thought we played a really – Pretty good, pretty good ball game. Um, we ended up getting down late. I think we were down by 11 with about a minute 15 left. And we're still able to cut it to three at the finish and maybe even had chances if we would have done some things differently. But uh, Tuesday, before we got into Tuesday, we were told our backup five-man um, had influenza B. So we were going to lose him. So we were a man down. Played another really hard-fought game. We were down two with about two minutes to play in the game and had the ball and ended up turning it over. They go score. I think we came back, took a quick shot. They went back down and scored. Next thing you know, we lose by seven. Um, Our post player, Matt Lucas, had probably his best game of the year, had 10 points in the fourth quarter, finished with 12 and and six or 12 and seven. Um, He ends up getting sick the next day, so we haven't seen him since. and so going in Thursday and Friday, we don't have a five-man. Uh, we have no post players for the most part. And so we have to play Hoisington, top 10, and Larned, who's been in the top 10. And Hoisington's got um, that kid that's just been tearing it up. Hoisington's got Nicholson, and we're, we're down 22-20 at the half, feeling like we played pretty well, and we get outscored 15-1 to in the third quarter. So uh, we couldn't find any offense. They knew we had no post play, so they just guarded our guards, and it was tough for Caden and, and Trey Kennedy to find shots. Um, and then Friday – you know, we get out to an 18-13 lead on Larned, and um, second quarter we score five points again, and they come out and put a little 1-3-1 on us, and we turned the ball over more than we should have, and, and we continued to battle. We just didn't execute as well in the second half defensively because we had to scramble, and the points just kept coming, and, and you know, that was really the difference. We ended up losing that one uh, by 16. I think it was 16. Um, but, you know, we had it cut to 12 a couple of times and, and just couldn't ever quite get over the hump. So I know our kids are tired. You know, we, we had some good young kids step in and play uh, that hadn't been playing a whole lot. Carson Peel, freshman, got some time. Trey Kennedy had a great game last night, scored 23, um, and, and he's been consistent all week. I think he's been at 14 and a half. Uh, Cade struggled to shoot the ball the last couple of nights, but again, he starts to see a lot of the, every team's best defender each night being our leading scorer, but uh, we just need him to be able to distribute the ball and continue to find open looks. But it'll be nice, hopefully, this week, maybe we can get all of our guys back and, and get back to being healthy for this stretch run. Well, it doesn't get any easier either because you have some really good teams coming up as well with Lions going on the road on Tuesday at Pratt and then the next three games after that, Nickerson, Halstead, Haven, some really tough matchups coming up down the stretch to finish too. Yeah, the good news is we'll finally get to come home again. Um, you know, we've, we've been on the road, like you said, Hoisington and, and Larned, and then we go to Lions, and then we go to Pratt, and then we finish the year with three games at home. And you were at Sterling. And we were at Sterling there, sprinkled in as well. So there's been a lot of, lot of road traveling for us lately. But, um, yeah, Lions has been a really good team this year. They're very consistent. Um, again, I feel like every night we have a chance when we go everywhere because we've competed with everybody. It doesn't matter whether it's a Hoisington or Heston uh, or Hillsborough or anybody we've played. We've been right there, southeast of Saline, Hutch Trinity. 
Um, so we got to come ready to play at their place and get after it. And then Friday we play a Pratt team that struggled a little bit, but you know that's we got to come ready to go and and ready to compete. I I'm so proud of our guys and how they've been uh, persevering through this. It's not been easy. You know, we had, had one of my seniors come in the other day and say, "Coach, we're 15 points away from being above 500." Um, you know, and that's impressive. I had another kid come and tell me nine of our losses are to teams that have been ranked in either the top five or top ten. Um, and we've got 12 or 11 losses right now. So, you know, we've played good teams. We just have had a little bit short in some capacity in every game. Again, we got to find a way to turn it around and, and get us. Uh, we're not going to move spots in substate. We know we're going to play the two or the one somewhere along the way. I mean, we're, I don't think we have enough games left to pass the six. We just need to understand that whoever we play in that first round, whether that's Haven, Heston, whoever it might be, we got to come ready to play. And, and again, we we just need to keep positioning ourselves for that the best we can. Well, Coach Snyder, thanks for making it in this morning. I hope that you made it in just for Steve, which, which I know is what you said. <laughs> I know Steve likes to see my bright, shining face every You morning. bet. That, that was you my bet. first thought this morning as you well. You bet. I, I need a positive to start the day. <laughs> thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, Doug. We'll take another break here on our High School Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. We continue on this morning's High School Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. We'll hear a little bit about the Mountain Ridge Wildcats. Coach Kessler is watching some grandkid basketball over in Hutchinson this morning, and so we won't have a report from her. They did play Bennington last night and lost 51-32, to but we do have the man, the myth, the legend in with <laughs> us this morning. Coach Vance Unruh on the boys' side as they're one game back of 500, sitting at 7-8 and on the season after a 60-36 to win over Bennington last night. I saw you guys play Bennington earlier in the year at the Kenton Galva tournament, and it sounds like Last night's game went about the same as it did against Bennington that first time around. Well, going to Bennington is always an adventure. We, I'm going to say that we've probably had some teams that were clearly better, and it turned into uh, uh, you know a, a, a ball game, or we were upset uh, over there. But last night, I thought the kids played hard. Uh, we shot the ball really well. Uh, our guards were able to turn the pressure up in the backcourt, especially, and uh, got some steals for quick and easy baskets, which always, which always helps. And, uh, 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 I was pleased that we could come away with a win last night, especially after Tuesday night's game at Sterling where I, you know, our kids competed hard <laughs> against a really, uh, really, really good, uh, Sterling ball club. And, uh, you know, we're going to have to really start playing our best basketball right now because the, the schedule maker isn't, isn't necessarily kind to us in the coming week. We've got Tuesday night hosting Hutch Trinity Catholic, uh, who arguably could could be one of those teams that gets out of our sub-state, even with uh, uh, a less-than-stellar record right now. But they've played some really tough people, too. And then on Friday night, uh, undefeated Breen Academy comes to town. So it's going to be a – we're going to really have to be on our A game this week. Looking back at last night, a thing that caught my eye, I think he's a freshman, Logan Churchill. Yeah. Five threes. I think he had seventeen points. That is a you know that is an impressive performance. Yeah, you know, if you want to uh, drop names here, if, uh, most of us remember Tara Holloway, and this is her son. Oh, okay. Uh, and he's uh, he's a, a six four. He, he, he kind of has the physique of JC, uh, uh, long and gangly, so to speak. Uh, somewhat un- unassuming at times, but uh, uh, then he has the size of Brian. And uh, at least the height at this point, and uh, he's he's a good shooter. puts a lot of time in it. Jim understands the game, if you can imagine that. Oh yeah, uh, coming from that uh, family of basketball 
uh, legends at Moundridge, and uh, he's very coachable. I've got a couple of freshmen uh, that are that are really uh, starting to come in and help us out. Landon Kaufman uh, running the point for us, but you know, it it it's not only going to take those young guys, but our I can't. I've said this before. Our older, more experienced guys, our seniors, Dan Kaufman and Brady Helms, just have totally embraced these younger guys, and because they know we need them to be successful. Well, Coach Unrow, you're the man as always. <laughs> well, you know, I, in driving in, I, I heard uh, Roger Trimmel uh, selling uh, some supplemental uh, uh, insurance. <laughs> you want to get your Medicare for <laughs> so, him at Alliance I, I look around in there, and I, I'm the next guy up. <laughs> so I'm the oldest one out there next to Roger. So, oh, don't uh, say but, that. But you got me in here that's older than you. So, so we'll all be uh, – Asking Roger for some uh, win-win on some uh, supplemental Medicare. <laughs> Just <laughs> ask for Dana. There you go. That's what right, thanks, Coach Trimmel would bet. say. Thanks, Vance. He was holding court out there. Don't oh, you know? I know, I know. I mean, you know, it's always kind of everywhere Vance goes, he kind of gets picked on. He goes to Inman, he gets picked on. He goes to Gossel, he gets picked on. But we love him here. He he's, does not he, get picked on at the high school. He's kind of a shining show. light, and I think Roger Trimmel's going to come in with a real quick Little River report. So, uh, anyway, Little River boys, uh, another win last night. And they're really rolling right now. And the thing is, uh, you know, Jaden Garrison is a star for them. But they're starting to get some other guys score. Is that correct, Roger? That is. And, and yeah, Jaden had 29 last night. A big win for uh, the Redskins when we beat Gossel because we've got uh, uh, pairings for our regional tournament coming up. And, and that – Gives us a little two-game lead over them. And, of course, we have a tough one with Elyria on Monday. Four games this coming I was week. just getting ready. This is the week. This yeah. Is like four games in five days? It's the NBA for okay, us. Okay, give us just a rundown on your games this week. Well, play play Elyria, and that's about, on as, Monday. Far, about as far as I have. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I've got Elyria on Monday, Wakefield on the road on Tuesday. The and then I have the Solomon game on Friday written down. But if there's another game, I don't have it down. Uh, there is another game on Thursday. I think it's center that we play on Ooh, Thursday. That would make sense because that was the one you guys missed on the 17th. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So kind of an NBA schedule. Who wants to practice anyway? Let's just play. <laughs> well, in, in all of your years of experience, when you get into a time like this where there might be a makeup game or KCAC grind where you got to throw three games into a week, did you like those weeks where you had to have some fewer practices or did you like getting back in the gym and practicing? Well, I like practice, but you know, you've pretty much got everything in now at this point. So And if you don't, maybe it's not a good thing. Yeah. And uh to be honest, we'll, we'd probably with only 13 kids, we get uh a better better feel for things in the game than than we do in some of our practices. Uh, on it with a with a small squad, and we've had some kids injured. So uh, the other day we had eight kids at practice. So uh, might as well play games. Did you have to suit up? <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, no. <laughs> I could see you throwing on the old uniform and, and trying something out. Well, the good thing is that you're the product endorser for Alliance Agency. So if you did get hurt, that you would be well covered. Well, come join our team. And Vance, <laughs> and Vance says he wants to talk a little. 
business as soon as a... Well, you know, he's getting to that age. <laughs> <laughs> so we do need to sit down and talk, and it won't just be basketball. Yeah, you're, you're starting to become the product endorser. You're kind of like Shaquille O'Neal that you pop up for the general or, or Icy Hot or any other commercials. You got anything else lined up? I'm just up? waiting for the next endorsement. So. <laughs> we'll, we'll find something. we got to get a little income flowing your way. Well, Coach yeah. Trimmel, best of luck this week. I All hope right. that you can hang in there for four games in five days. And I hope they left you some food. Well, I, you know, I have to come in here and defend myself at, uh, at times. So uh, Kurt left, so I think I'm in good shape. Well, that's true. I think, I think that helps a lot. All right. Thank you. Well, it's about time for our usual wrap-up to the end of the show, the Elyria Corner. Well, we'll take one more break here. You're listening to the High School Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. We wrap up our High School Coaches Show this morning presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. Looking at the Elyria Christian Eagles who had a 3-1 week with a win for both teams over Peabody last night and then they split with Gossel. On Tuesday night, the girls are now 7-8, boys now 9-6 as we start with girls coach Greg Fields. And I said when you came in, really big week, and you said, well, yeah, as long as I'm not there, as it sounded like you weren't there for a couple of big wins this week. That's right. So I was there last night, but I gave, I came back on uh, Thursday night about midnight. But uh, I'll tell you what, it's really nice having a, a great assistant coach. Um, you know, I coached with my brother for several years, and that's always nice because my brother has always been better at me than everything. So it's when I leave, <laughs> yeah, it's, sure. great, it's great to leave it in his hands. And so uh, when he took off and Ben Starberg came and, and started helping me, that was just a huge relief to have somebody that I can trust. And so I was gone on a business trip uh, Monday through Thursday, and, and Ben did an outstanding job with the girls. And they're continuing to get uh, tougher and just have that mindset to come out and work hard and and not take possessions off, and, and they just continue to roll through that this week. So uh, so I was proud of them. I think the Gossel was a, a big win Tuesday night. Um, watched film on that, and and they just played. It was a great team effort. I mean, they all was pretty balanced scoring and, and a lot of good defense. I felt like we didn't do well at the free throw line, and we missed some layups. But other than that, they, they played a really solid game against a, a quality opponent. So. And, and two words in there, balance and defense. That just seems to be your kind of your mantra this year. Yeah, you know, we don't really have any one person that we rely on for scoring. And so you just – you really never know. Uh, Kylie Penner is, has led a lot of the games. Ryland Hawkinson, freshman, has come in and, and has been pretty solid on this on scoring and defense. Uh, Olivia Peters, uh, who has been one of our great defenders. She's got over 60 steals already this year, uh, but yet she has also picked up on the scoring and, you know, scoring between six and 10 points a game. Um, and so it just, you never know. We've got several, several girls that can shoot from the outside now. Um, a couple freshmen, Allie Stone and Alexa Swenson, uh, can step up and hit some big shots for us. Kylan Starberg will, will hit some threes for us and, and just a great defender as well. So yeah, very balanced. Um, and so it's it's been fun. It's been fun each night to see who's going to step up and, and do what. Big week coming up. So very big week. Three games, uh, three tough league games. We've got Little River uh, coming into the house uh, Monday. And the Eagle Dome. The Eagle Dome. <laughs> and and uh, so that'll be that'll be a tough. That's a makeup game from early January, and, and uh, that'll be a tough game. We played them pretty close until the last few minutes of the of the game, the first time we played them. Uh, early in the season, and uh, you know, I know they're they've just done nothing but get better. Trey's a great coach, and and so that'll be that'll be a big challenge for us. And then Canton Galva coming in, uh, who they I think they've getting they they've gotten their girls healthy, and they're they're looking really well. Um, 
and then we go to center, uh, who already beat us once at their tournament uh, a couple weeks ago. So tough week. Well, best of luck. We'll get Coach Goodrich in here real right. quick as we're wrapping to the end. But hey, thank you. Hey, and congratulations, Jim, on your on hey, your honor. You. I, I just felt nervous coming in. You know, yeah, how do you a, think I feel? State, I, right? Oh, you have to work with him every day. I have to I can't work imagine. with him all the time, yeah. and I just—I feel so inferior. Great. It's a great honor. Well, I had yeah. to make sure that I got up and really did my hair right this morning, and, and, and did my vocal exercises. I think, well, I think that's the big key. Well, congratulations! Hey, well deserved. It. You do a great job. Well, thank so. you. All well, right, thank you guys. We yeah. will send in Coach Goodrich here to wrap up our coaches' show this morning, and I'm sure that he'll be. Very busy with the Tabor Blue Jay women at some point today as well. I don't know who they. I, I play. don't know who they play this week, but uh, uh, Tabor's, you know, they're in a pretty good spot in the KCAC uh, standings. They're gonna, you know, they're in the playoffs, and he's got a little helper with him today. It looks Uh-oh. like looks like he's got somebody, uh, you know, that he's. Uh, got is his compadre today but uh i don't know if she likes all the bacon and eggs and the sausage <laughs> as much she's probably scared of vance many people are <laughs> well coach goodrich it sounded like it was a nice win for your team last night 59 36 over peabody you lost on tuesday against a very good gospel team by just four and then the game before that i didn't get to mention it with coach fields for, on saturday against rural vista in that makeup game you won 31 25 so it appears to me a pretty good week for the Eagles last week. I mean, anytime you can get two wins out of three games is always a good week. Uh, we uh, got to reevaluate ourselves in these three games, and I think we finally figured out uh, what's going to make us uh, go, and I hope we can stick with that with these five games coming up. Well, I was beginning to look up at some sub-state standings for you guys, and it looks like you're at a pretty good spot in terms of being right in the middle of this herd of teams that are all within one or two games of each other, and Gossel's one of those teams, so... You do have a chance here by playing Little River later on in the week. You've got Kent Galva as well. A chance to make up a little more ground and potentially get to that number two spot. I guess if Little River lost out, you would have a chance to maybe jump them. But you've got a chance to be in that two spot and an outside shot at the number one, which is a good spot to be in right now, especially once you've got all these guys back and ready to go. It would be, and uh, we're, we're definitely looking forward to it. Uh, obviously, our regional side is a league, league tournament, basically, so we'll have seen... Well, you won the twice. league tournament, so <laughs> that's a, that's a good that's a good start. It is, and we we'll see Gossel twice, we'll see Little River twice, and uh, so one of those things is that we'll know each other, and it's just going to be who can play well that evening. Who are the guys that are playing well for you right now? I didn't have a chance to see the box from last night. Uh, Zach Stickey had 17 last night. Brett Anderson had 17 last night, and Joe Hobson uh, had 14 last night. And so we 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 are finding some scoring here of late, and guys are gaining some confidence. Uh, and that's the most important thing for us is that because we, we can usually play pretty good defense. We just struggle to put the ball in the basket sometimes. I'm a big fan of Joseph's game. Yes. I like Joseph. He's an athlete. Yeah. We've been able to see him a couple times. Very so, physical Especially player. at state track, I think, is where I saw him last. <laughs> but busy week coming up. You've got Little River on Monday, Canton Galva on Tuesday, and then Center on Friday. As There's one makeup game thrown in there, but season's coming down to a close as well. It is. We have five games left, and uh, – I'd probably say the most important thing for us is just understanding that we can play with anyone and we need to stay confident and be able to just go out and compete. I think we didn't do that on Tuesday. We didn't compete on Tuesday against Gossel, and that, that's why we had the outcome we had. And uh, Last night we competed, um, and Peabody's getting better, but we, we played the way we should play against Peabody on the road. And uh, I'm looking forward to Monday. I think the boys are. Uh, we got to shoot around here in a little bit, and 
we're going to be focused. So hopefully I can tell you some good things on Saturday. On Friday, on Saturday. Who do the Tabor women have today? They have Ottawa today who's playing really well who just beat Avila. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, I saw that they won against them. Yeah, that, so. that was huge. And uh, uh, Tabor women, for people who don't know, Coach Goodrich also helps uh, with the Tabor women. Um, you're in pretty good spot, though. Uh, you've pretty much clinched a playoff spot, I think. Uh, I think you're in the five spot right now. But, you are you know, you're right there where if you get a little bit of run and get a little help, you could uh, get that first-round home game, and I know that's what you want. And that is what we're looking for. We've uh, we've had some opportunity to talk. We, we've been pretty, pretty – rough on the road we've lost six games on the road in the conference league and so that's kind of shows that we'd want that first game at home to just get that conference tournament jitters out of the out of our system well coach goodrich thanks for coming in this morning and hopefully it's a big week for the eagles hey thank you jim thank you steve all right steve very successful show today yeah Everybody's stuck around. Normally people have to run and go somewhere they're always busy guys that are running in and out of here but well, even Coach, Coach Raleigh was here until the very end. I, normally, normally he's normally got he, a basketball normally tournament. Normally he's, uh, he's uh, off and going, and uh, um, we haven't seen our swap shop person yet. So Jerry Fithian's hanging around in the lobby and has uh, asked to come in. <laughs> yeah, well, breakfast, guys. Yeah. What else is, needs to be said? Well, breakfast. Jerry, I think you're going to give us a quick Mid-America Classic recap from last weekend. How do we do? Well, State of the Union. Was, you know, I was getting a little discouraged, guys, because we'd talked before about all the, uh, you know, the efforts to try to promote the 25th, and uh, we hadn't had many that returned. Lisa Chartier, first winner of the free throw shooting contest, Lisa was back. Of course, we missed Bob Ball, had emergency surgery on that hip replacement on Thursday. He missed the whole tournament, and he was just crushed. We were crushed for him, one of the founders with... Uh, the man about town, Mr. Sell here. So we had all the founders there of the tournament except Bob. Well, he was looking course, good last night. Yeah, so no he worries. was. And Johnny Watkins' course has passed on. But uh, then the Little River contingent yeah. made my day. They they had told me. The girls told me. They said, "Well, we, the word we'd gotten was halftime of the championship game." So. Acknowledged some of them uh, before the championship game, and then Cordell was up coaching his grandson in Salina. Imagine that. And so uh, Shane showed up, and uh, we brought them all back on the floor at halftime of the championship game, and uh, it was a thrill. Uh, Schaefer back, Scott and Brenda were back, and uh, just so I, yeah, it, it, it Put a nice finish to things. So State of the Union, big thumbs up, 25th annual Mid-America Classic. The, the 25th, yeah, it's in really the Really good championship went, game. Really so, good. oh my, and of course, North, Northwest, just Tyler Stewart, just visiting with uh, with Roger out here with Trimmel, and, and Ty's one of his ball players. and man, he, I told Roger, I said he must have pulled a Trimmel. I said he threw the gauntlet down to his gals to get out not only on the offensive end, but, boy, the defensive end, they just pulled it together and, and made a little made it tough for the pups. Made it tough for the pups on the defensive end. I'd always heard that pull to Trimble was not a good thing, <laughs> but I guess it sounds like it was a good thing. Well, I, it just depends your perspective. I yeah. was across town at Central Christian, so, yeah, Roger kind of ruled the roost of town, still does, and, and uh, yeah, he's had some marvelous athletes come through his program, several of which are sitting in that lobby out here, and, and it's, it's kind of neat. 
Good well, to see you. Jerry, appreciate the update, and thanks again for all the work, and we're looking forward to number 26 for the Well, Midwest thank Classic. you guys. I really want to thank. That's why I came in here, to thank you and Steve for the work that you guys, the way you covered the tournament, and we just really appreciate that. So thank you. Well, Steve's already left, so that means that we will wrap up this morning's Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. Thanks again for a very delicious breakfast from over there. The coaches are definitely not leaving hungry here this morning. Swap Shop is coming up next, and Jen is in the building, so give her a call, 620-241-1504. Wrapping up our High School Coaches Show for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening here on 96.7 FM KBBE. The High School Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva was brought to you by Simco, McPherson Concrete, Alliance Agency Incorporated, Lindsford Quarterback Club, Next Tech Wireless, JAR Performance Automotive, and Farmers State Bank. Thanks for listening to the High School Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva.